The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and I'm a little pissed, so you best put the kitties away, put the headphones on, turn the stereo down, because I'm going to go off just a bit on this show, because we lost to the Kansas Shitty Chiefs. Not just lost, we got punked on show 321. On today's show, we're only going to have the post game and the bone line since we have the bye week. We're going to waylay or delay the pregame for the Broncos for next week. So that's going to be it on this show. So, well, without further ado, let's get to some ass chewing, shall we? Get your foot on. 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 Get your get your get your get your get your foot on. Get your foot on. Well, it's the post game for the Kansas Shitty Queefs. Here we go. Get ready, because it's coming. All right. Well, before I get on to this post game show, I just wanted to share the Raider Nation's take on Kyle Bowler, a couple of snippets, and, uh, well, you'll know exactly what I mean. There is a surge of adrenaline in this stadium, and it feels like the old Chiefs Raiders rivalry. It's shotgun snap to Bowler to throw near side. Pass intercepted. Kendrick Lewis up the sideline. 35 30, headed for the promised land. Chased a sprint by Bowler, and Bowler doesn't get him. It's into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The first pick six in Kendrick Lewis's career a 55 yard pick six for the Chiefs. Outstanding read by the the defensive back. He's following the eyes of that quarterback, and the quarterback took him exactly where he was going to throw the football. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, Bone Line, where you can leave your bones for the Raider Nation podcast, and we will put it on the show. So leave your bones and make them bad. Do the bone, and go Raiders. Raider Nation, this is Stan Hall Raider. You know what? I got one thing to say. Kyle Bowler, you fucking suck ass. Pack your bags and get the fuck out of Oakland. Immediately. Bowler to throw. Under pressure. He's throwing long. On the right sideline, it's going to be intercepted by Brandon Flowers on a great over-the-shoulder interception. Three series, two picks for Kansas City. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, Bone Line. This is Raider Nation Nate. Bowler's the bitch. He's fucking terrible. The whole team fucking sucks. Fucking McFadden got hurt. Holy shit. They unleashed the 4x100 meter relay team. Shotgun snap. Bowler throwing left on the sideline. Intercepted Brandon Carr. Carr at the 12 yard line. Three picks thrown by Bowler. Lee was putting the pressure on him, and Carr joins the pick parade. Bone line. Hey, Nation, Pennsylvania Raider. Just got a comment for uh, Kyle Boiler. Fuck you! That is all. There you have it, Kyle. Read it and weep. 
<laughs> We're weeping. Get the hell out of Oakland. Now, normally, Raider Nation, I would say I don't know where to begin in this type of debacle. But I do know where to begin. I'm going to begin with Coach Hugh Jackson, the man that I laid this blame completely on. Although he did take the blame, I don't believe we fully understand why he should take the blame. Bill Romo Romanowski. Four-time Super Bowl champion and resident bad boy, Dana Stubblefield. Three-time pro bowler who created nightmares for opposing quarterbacks. What happens when you put them together? It's the football hour on the wheelhouse. And the NFL conversation starts now on 95.7 The Game. All right, if you've uh, heard the football hour before, you know what to expect. If you have not... You're in for a big treat. Dana Stubblefield, Bill Romanowski. All right, uh, let's start with the major issues as far as the Raiders are concerned. How Hugh Jackson handled the week. How would you guys assess that? How he handled last week? Last week. Um, everything, just from the quarterback situation what to the media, What was the score everything. of the football game? Uh, I think it was 28 20 nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. They got so shut out. I, doesn't that kind of tell you how he handled the week? You, yeah. you, you, well, you were the first one that I heard who said, look, Here's how you need to handle this, and I don't think that's how he handled it. Uh, you know what? He was handcuffed. He went into the game handcuffed. Let's be real. You go in with Kyle Bowler as your starting quarterback. I, I mean, you, your your starter goes down. You you make a big trade. Then you got to go start the game with Kyle Bowler. And uh, you guys look at what happens around the league when you start an average quarterback. Or below average. Kyle Bowler is a below to average quarterback. When you start those kind of quarterbacks in this league, you get beat badly. And that's what happened. All right, let me let me play a cut for you guys. I don't yeah. know if you heard Jeff Garcia on Monday, but he was basically saying that Kyle Bowler steals money. I want to know if you guys would go <laughs> this far. Here's Jeff Garcia. Get a guy in there who can push the starter, who can help the starter get better, Kyle has not done that his entire career, but yet he still gets jobs, and probably his worst fear was what happened yesterday. He had to play in a game. He got exposed, which is going to limit his opportunities to continue to collect a check. He's basically saying that he liked his backup job holding a clipboard and collecting a check. Well, Is he that bad? I don't know. Rumor has it he's got a very good-looking wife. So maybe (laughs) that got it done for him, okay? Both those guys do. Which one? I know know Garcia does. Yeah, they both do. So, hey, guys, you can go across the league. How many teams in the NFL have a really good backup that all of a sudden when the starter goes down, that backup steps in and lights it up? We are seeing what's happening in Indianapolis, aren't we? I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that because one of the other points that Jeff made was that uh, across the league, the league does a poor job of developing and spending time with backup quarterbacks, so they are prepared for that. I give me a uh, give me a break. That's a second. You, give me a break. I've hey, gotten from Romo today. Hey, <laughs> hey, What's the over under hey, for the hour? Hey, Three right here, right here, and Dana can attest to this. Is do you think I wanted my backup to get any reps in practice? Hell no. 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 Those are my reps, and you ain't taking them. No. Okay? I'll give you maybe one. So if you get hurt, he goes in there and sticks it up. That's nice for the team. I ain't going to get hurt. Okay? (laughs) 
So I never did. So but even I was he, looking for a give me a break there. But yeah, but even if you did get hurt, you didn't want him to play well, right? I no, mean, you, you as a backup, you have to be ready for your number. I'm the starter. You're the backup. Yeah, and here's another thing. Okay, he can get his reps on scout team. But don't you think he could have put Kyle in a, at least a little bit better position to succeed? I want you guys both to answer that because he didn't name, he didn't tell Kyle supposedly that he was a starter until Saturday. Why not spend the week talking him up and pumping his confidence and maybe trim asking him? Jeff Garcia suggested he was actually talking about uh, in relation to Carson Palmer, but you could say the same thing about Bowler. Ask him. Give me 25 plays that you're super comfortable with, and those are the ones that we're going we're, we're gonna to stick with. We're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to have you check down whenever you feel like it. But he didn't really seem to do any of that. He just threw him, you know, hey, you're starting. Said that on Saturday after saying earlier in the week, I love my backups, but come on, they're backups for a reason. Who the heck said that Kyle Bowler wasn't starting? Hugh didn't say he was starting until Saturday. Oh, give me a break! <laughs> Why is the coach going to come out? He wanted, yeah, uh, he wanted Kansas City to have to go spend some extra time and go study Carson Palmer from last year and see what kind of quarterback he was. Can he still throw the football? That's all he was doing. He playing a little mind game. Paul, I was out of practice. It was pretty clear. Kyle Bowler was taking 80% of the snaps. So it was pretty So you don't clear. have to be told in that situation? You, you don't know. have to no. be told. No. Andy I talked to CBS on Friday. Yeah, so I, I yeah. think that part was pretty clear. All right, how easy was it from a defensive perspective? All the, all the Chiefs were saying after the game, you know, they kind of knew. How, how easy did the Raiders make it? Bowler, first of all, being ineffective, throws that first pick, and then Carson Palmer comes in. You know that he's going to be ineffective. Then you have an injury to Darren McFadden. How easy is that on the defense? How uh, how easy is it to go against Kyle Bowler? Hmm. <laughs> really easy. But you knew that the game plan was limited. You knew defensively, right? No, I, I think you went in with a pretty open game plan. He said, you know what, I'm not going to change. I really do believe he went in that, and he said, you know what, I'm going to give Kyle Bowler a chance, and I'm going to run my offense. And guess what? He proved he couldn't run it. You guys know that Kyle Bowler was no way prepared to play this game. You know that Coach Jackson was not coaching him or the team on the best way to attack the Kansas shitty Chiefs. It was blatantly obvious with the three interceptions. Hey, Kyle Bowler is an interception machine. Everybody, including the Chiefs, knows it. Why would you make him throw the long ball? Why make him throw the press route? Why make him throw any further than 10 feet is beyond my imagination. Why wasn't beyond yours, you? I expected in this game a dramatic change in the plays. I, I expected a shorter game, a quicker game, a more West Coast-style offense because that's the kind of quarterback he is. He is not a long ball guy. He is not the guy you want to even think more than two seconds about passing a ball because it's going to be wrong. Now, yes, the receivers made mistakes. Don't get me wrong, man. It's not all on Kyle. The receivers didn't go after the ball. They didn't turn into defenders. There was a lot of lost blocks. I mean, they weren't just totally missing. They were lost. 
This game was horrible to watch. I was ashamed. I was ashamed for the people who traveled so goddamn far. Shit, Scotland, England, Australia, the list goes on. To see a game with a division rival where we were guaranteed we'd get the best product on the field. Bullshit. Now, a couple weeks ago when we were winning, Hugh Jackson was all pumped up, man. He looked like a Christmas turkey. He was all chest out and everything, talking about the Raiders and my team this and my team that. You know, it's funny because I thought about that. I listened to it a couple times, and I said, you know what? I bet if Al was alive that that speech wasn't going to go down. I bet if Al was alive, Hugh Jackson would have got multiple phone calls from multiple directions, but Al's not here. So, you has gone on a rant. The last two press conferences were cocky. They were, you know, they were arrogant almost. And that's just not who the Raiders are. That's not who I believe that they are. That's not who we are. We've always made our statements on the field, man. We've always beat the shit out of the opponent and then said, well, there you go. We're the Raiders. We don't have to pump our chest up and, you know, slap ourselves on the back and all the other crap that's been going on the last couple weeks. Because I'm telling you right now, Red Nation, if you notice, the last two press conferences after this loss have been very demure, very low-key, very I'm-going-to-take-a-step-back-and-take-a-look-at-how-I'm-doing-business kind of like. I'm disappointed that we didn't play as well as I think we can play. But um, again, as I said to you, Ladies and gentlemen, last night, that was one football game. We're a four and three football team. Uh, we got nine more of these opportunities to go. We need to get better. I know that. I could see that as, as clear as anybody. But I also know that in our locker room is some tremendous leadership. Uh, there's some really, really good football players. And uh, I think they, um, they were disappointed, too, about yesterday. But I think they understand what we need to do to get this, this train back on track. I didn't think it was all about Carson and not getting ready for a football game. I think our team practiced uh, as well as we've practiced all year this past week. And we went to the game and didn't play that way. Uh, great practice only gives you an opportunity. you got to go to the game and play really well. I, I don't sense or felt that last week was so much about Carson. If it was, it wasn't about me making it about Carson. I mean, I think a lot of things was written about Carson Palmer. My deal was all about making sure we were getting ready to play Kansas City Chiefs, another division football team. Obviously, it didn't come out that way, but I know exactly what the focus was. Considering the health of the team and Carson's situation, is this an ideal time to have a bye? Oh, there's no question. I mean, it gives us an opportunity to get a little healthier, to refresh this football team. Gives Carson an opportunity to be around his teammates more. Uh, we're going to definitely have practice this week for a couple of days. I think you guys know uh, the CBA mandates that our players get four consecutive days off, and uh, we'll give them that. We have to do that. But um, we'll make sure that we have a very good plan in place over, over these next couple of days while we practice to make sure that we can bridge some gaps with him uh, and his other offensive mates as we move forward. This team was very disappointed about the way we performed yesterday. And, and, you know, obviously, especially offensively. So I think those guys are, are wanting to get this thing right. And that's, again, that's the leadership of the team. That's the leadership of, of Carson uh, talking to these players and Cal. And I think uh, the receivers and runners and all the skill guys, I think they want to get this right. And, uh, again, when you have that kind of um, influence um, as, a, as a player – 
you know, the peers are pushing each other. Hey, come on, guys, let's go because we know we got a job to do. I think that's what you what you look for. They said they're going to work out. Can they do that here? Can they that's that's yeah. That's totally up to them. Long as no coaches are involved and we're not, um, you know, um, conducting it, I think a players can do whatever they seem nece deem necessary to do. Are they allowed to do it here? I think they are. And can you like? Them? No, <laughs> I won't trust me. I will be. We're not going to break any rules. I mean, I'm not. I just wonder what the rules are. Yeah, I don't think you can. T I think you can have no no uh, contact with them or texting or Skyping or any of that, <laughs> that they truly have four consecutive days off and uh, away from us. And uh, we'll do that. From the first snap of the ball, we were befuddled. We had no rhythm. We had no game. And it was really kind of obvious the Chiefs came after us, like I said. They loaded the box, kept us from running the ball very much. And, you know, they were very good against the pass because they know Kyle Bowler throws interceptions. They aren't the only ones. We knew he threw interceptions. Why force that pass? Why not change the playbook for a guy who can't make those plays? Why not have Trent Edwards here? Instead of Kyle Bowler, which I don't give a shit about the stats, man. If you look at him play, he's a better quarterback under pressure, man. He makes the passes. Kyle Bowler is a choke artist. And why he's on this team, I don't know. Maybe because we're paying him a million one hundred thousand. Yeah. Now let's be real here. They made two touchdowns. That's right. In their offense, they should have won the game 14 to 0. Instead, we gave them two pick sixes, which gave them the additional two touchdowns. They didn't score another point after that, and they're acting like they won the Super Bowl. We made them look like the Patriots for crying out loud. We made them look better than the Patriots because we put up a game against the Patriots. The defense was tired. They played their ass off all game long. Kudos to them. Kudos to special teams. And we had Jano out. Uh, McLean went out with an ankle. Uh, Bush was the only runner. And let me just say, there's some bright lights and specs in this game that were pretty cool. Bush, 99 yards and 17 carries. Why didn't we run the ball more? I mean, the big question in the Raider Nation is, why didn't we run the ball more? I don't know. We are pretty successful. That's, my, that's why I'm so freaking pissed because look man we can run the ball and then short passes we could keep getting first downs run up the clock and we could win this game with a different game plan why am i the only person who sees this shit the game plan was flawed it's on the coach's ass and that's where it's gonna hang for the rest of this season if we need this game to get to the playoffs i'm gonna be fucking furious this loss is all on Hugh Jackson. It's in his lap. It's in his face. And it <laughs> it's the loss that we should not have had against an inferior, and I mean severely inferior team, that now is looking at coming back and being uh, tied for the division. What a bunch of shit that is. The Chiefs continue to make a habit of the comeback and resiliency. Now they led from start to finish here in the 28-0 blanking of the Oakland Raiders right here in the black hole. But let's think back. Last game they played Indianapolis. They come back from two 17-point deficits to take a win. Now, 
go back even a few more weeks. 0-3 looking for their first win at home. This next home game now, the Chiefs will be 3-3 three and three and playing for first place in the division on national television, Monday Night Football against the San Diego Chargers. The Chiefs have shown resiliency since starting off 0-3, and it all came to a head here in Oakland this afternoon where the Chiefs have five defensive backs pick off two different quarterbacks for the Raiders six times, and they find unique ways to score. Javier Arenas off a wildcat snap. Leron McClain fumbles into the end zone. John Asamoa recovers the football for the score. And then you have two pick sixes from Kendrick Lewis and Brandon Flowers. We go inside this locker room, and this is a team that is already thinking about next week and pumped up for a matchup on Monday Night Football. It, it don't get no better than that, man. It's just a, it's just a will, a will to change and a will to be better, and that's what this locker room showed. That's what our veterans, you know, put forward their effort and put their feet down on this team and let us, you know, we can't go back to that O and losing and all that. Nah, we, we made a statement down there in San Diego the week we played them. We never wanted to have that feeling again, and since then we've been building on it. Did it come? Uh, is it surprised it came this quick that you guys will call back into this AFC West race? I, I don't want to say it was surprised. We kind of this is how you plan it, you know, uh, knowing that you, you start off 0 and 3, you know you got to get back to 500 somehow, and uh, that's what we did. And my hats off to the to the whole team. What changed in the last three games? Um, <laughs> what changed? Uh, I think guys just just became. I guess I don't know what the word. It could be hungry. Um, guys were fed up with, with the losing. Um, you know, we, we had a hell of a season last year, and we, we, we still had that feeling in us, and guys was trying to get that back. And um, you know, I think San Diego was, was kind of a turning point in, in you know, our, our, as a team, just, just guys just getting their confidence back, um, swagger, so to speak. And, um, you know, guys is out there just having fun and making plays. And once you do that, anything can happen out there in the field. You know, uh, we just got to keep believing. We keep believing. Never, we never bowed our head and just thought the season was done like some people did. You know, uh, we just knew if we kept pushing, things would turn around for us. It's going to be a great showdown Monday night. Obviously a big win for uh, our team. You know, we, we've shown the ability to, to fight back, shown resiliency. And, and today was really, uh, despite the score, it was, a, it was a tough day. It didn't start exactly the way we envisioned. We didn't play exactly the way we envis envisioned playing. You know, I thought uh, we probably did too many uh, not so smart things out there that generally will get you beat. Uh, we turned the ball over a couple times and we can't do that. That generally will beat this team, you know, the team, our Kansas City Chiefs. So, um, you know, I thought we did run the ball at times okay. Uh, we threw it okay at times defensively. I mean, we created turnovers. I got to take my hat off to our secondary and, and the plays that they were able to make and, and really the entire 11-man operation because there were a lot of guys out there. You know, it was hot. They were uh, hurting as that game went on, and they, they battled it out and, and uh, created enough turnovers to overcome some of our other mistakes. Um, you know, uh, that's a big physical team we played. Um, we got to play them here not too long from now, and, uh, um, you know, we got to – get ourselves ready now this week for, uh, for uh, you know, our biggest game of the year to date, uh, Monday night at home against uh, San Diego. So, you know, I'm just happy for the guys that they battled it out, uh, got themselves ready to play coming off the bye week and, uh, you know, found a way to win. So uh, proud of the guys and uh, just going to get back and get back to work. we got a lot of work to do. I understand we lost our quarterback. That's a huge thing, but we need to have – a coaching staff and a coach that is able to do the job, man. You got to be able to work with number two or you got to flush number two like most everybody else does 
in the world. I was never a fan of Kyle Bowler. I said it from the beginning of the season. We left the wrong guy uh, in the number two spot. Trent Edwards was the better quarterback, is the better quarterback. Is probably laughing his ass off watching this game because Kyle Bowler is a choke artist. Oh, no. I know we could have won this game. I know we could have put up a game against this team if we would have been coached correctly. Bad fucking coaching, Hugh Jackson. Hang this on your ass, and that's it. The defense did a great job. Special teams, you know, we we were not in sync. We had a very bad day on all fronts, and it was a shame to have it happen in our house against a division rival in a full house, no less. Ugh. So disappointing. Okay, let's go through some positives about the game because there actually were some good things. One of the biggest things I think that was positive was Hugh Jackson got kicked in the face. I think it was a great shock to our head coach whose ego was expanding faster than the game. I think that was good. It was a reality check. Hey, coach, pay attention to the game. That was one good thing, I think, about this game. The other thing I thought was good was as much as people bitch about Carson Palmer going in there and throwing three interceptions, I think the game was over. I think the coach realized, I did, everyone else in the stadium realized, the game was done. When Palmer went in, there was nothing that was going to change this team around. He wanted a spark. I was glad to see him out there for the same reason he says now, of course, He needs to get some reps. He needs to be under the gun. He needs to feel the heat. And there ain't no heat like a division opponent coming after your ass every down. Now, I almost lost him to an injury the first play of the game. That would have been a great thing to have happen. That would have been very Raider-like, to be honest. But it didn't happen, thank God. Palmer had a tough outing, three interceptions, but the guy took control and command and responsibility of the entire event. The guy is a consummate professional. You can tell he wasn't upset. He wasn't down. He wasn't down on himself. He was disappointed we didn't win, but he knows. He knows he has to play with his team. He knows he has to practice with his team. He knows he has to become part of this team in order to make it happen again. But I liked his style. I liked his style. I watched him in the huddle. I watched how he looked at the players. I believe this team will follow this guy off the edge of the earth. Honestly, he is a champion, and he will do great things. A lot of people bitching about this trade better shut the hell up because it's done. He's a Raider. We better support this guy, and I think we should. Every day that Carson Palmer is running that offense, they are improving, guys. And it's, I saw signs, and I don't know what you guys think, but I saw signs of brilliance. And I saw a guy with poise sitting back in that pocket that could, I mean, throw the football the way I haven't seen a quarterback throw the football in I don't know how long. Because, you know, Rich Gannon was good, but guess what? Rich Gannon. He was good because he studied harder than any man mm-hmm. on the universe. Okay, and he knew defenses so well. He can't, he 
He couldn't hold Carson Palmer's jock. Wow. When it co- he couldn't. When it comes to just pure ability, Rich had to do it another way. He had to outstudy everybody, and he had to know both sides better to where he could play chess better than the defense. He has a heart of a champion, and it shows. Even though he did the three interceptions, man, the guy has got the right attitude. He's coming back. And, hey, he's going to be working with his wide receivers throughout this entire off week where he's supposed to have time off. He ain't taking time off. Neither is Lewis Murphy, Denarius Moore, Darius Hayward Bay. They're all going to be here at the facility throwing the ball around, getting to know each other. That, I think, says a lot about the Raiders. says a lot about the team itself, man. Think about it. A great quarterback and a great team they strive to improve, and they work through adversity. I think this might have been a good loss at a time when we were our weakest. And the positive things here are we saw our weakness. We got a taste of of loss. We got a taste of getting kicked in the teeth. And I know this team don't like it. It's a good time to have it happen because the next game we play is the Bronco Hose, and I feel sorry for him. Honestly, I feel sorry for Tim Teabag because he's coming into Oakland, and we're going to have a different kind of attitude than we did when the Chiefs were here. It's going to be a beat down on the street down from the feet down. You know what I mean. Now we have a time to heal. Now we have a time to see. Now we have a time to practice. Now we have the time to restructure, rebuild, revamp, Whatever we got to redo to get this team on track again against the hoes that are coming to town, I believe we can do it. I know you believe he can do it. I think we had a quarterback for it. We got the team with the right attitude, man. That is a huge plus in our favor. Don't listen to these pundits with their horse crap. You know, look, we have power rankings from a top 10 to, to 19 or whatever. I mean, They're going to do this to us. The field day that the press had on this six-interception debacle was just almost funny. They gloated that finally they got to work the Raiders over again. They were like, they couldn't wait for us to drop the other shoe. I can't you know, come on, man. From heroes to zeros, no one goes faster than the Raiders. I'm telling you, man, the media just has a field day. Any kind of problem we have, I just cannot even believe it. But it makes it all the sweeter when we kick everybody's ass and they got to give us kudos like they have been this season. We're coming back, Raider Nation. We're coming back harder, better, fiercer, and way more intense on our first game. You watch. I'm going to tell you, man, we're coming back with a fucking vengeance all over the hose. And I'm going to tell you, this team needed this. Uh, We're going to have to live it for a while, but not to worry. This loss will dissipate into a cloud of victories as we move forward to the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, folks. We got the quarterback. We got the team. We got the defense. Let's move this ball all the way up to a championship. That's what I'm saying. And that is all I have to say about that. 
All right, it's time for The Bone Line, 1-800-620-7181, You guys know this number by art because you're hitting it hard. <laughs> you guys, I want to thank you, everybody who calls in. If Even if you don't get on, man, thank you for your take. I mean, we're doing our best to get everybody on here. We, we can't do everybody, but we appreciate Don't give up those calls. Keep trying. Because uh, we want your opinion on here, and it's great to have first-time callers. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Because this is the Raider Nation. Everybody uh, wants to hear what's happening. So, one more thing. We have a couple days to vote on the podcast awards. Please don't forget to vote. Uh, you know how to do it. Get to our website, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com. It's a very easy explanation. Don't forget you have to confirm your vote from your own mailbox. Uh, it's pretty simple, man. We want to win this thing. We need to win it. You got to keep in it to win it, and we need your vote. So don't hesitate, calculate, and initiate. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now hold on to your asses because uh, the Raider Nation was a bit pissed off, as you understand, uh, when this game was going down. So let's listen to the tone. <laughs> Of my brothers and sisters. Who's first? We have Raider Moon on the line. What's up, brother? Yo, Raider Nation. This is Raider Moon. I ain't even done watching this Raiders game. There's like two minutes left. And this is a fucking joke. On my definite F goes to fucking Hugh Jackson and his bullshit calls. Who the fuck does he think he is? He's going to put a fresh quarterback in and expect him to make great passes? you got to be kidding me. This is a joke. Stick with your running game, the thing you're best at, and win the goddamn game. You keep throwing these passes up, you're going to get interceptions with brand-new quarterbacks, you fucking joker. This is incredible. I cannot believe it. Anyways, I love the Raiders, love the Raider Nation, but God damn it, Hugh. Make the right call. I almost wish Al was back to fucking smack you in the fucking face and make the right thing happen. Peace. Oh, you know Al Davis would have done some smacking, all right. That's for damn sure. But he ain't here, so we got to go with what we got. But Hugh Jackson, stick with the run, Padna. Stick with the run. Next, we have Anthony from Bellingham, Washington. My brother lives up there. <laughs> That's for sure. What's up, man? What's up, Raider Greg? What's up, Nation? Anthony here, Bellingham, Washington. I am watching this pitiful game, and this is an extent of what my Sunday is looking like so far today. fucking Raiders just looked like garbage. Bowler was terrible. You know, I thought Palmer was going to be all right, but that that fool went and threw two picks. You know, I I hope things just pick up. This is really bad. I I can't even stand to watch the game. I'm just I'm just flipped out right now. Can't believe that I've been uh that I've been watching this all afternoon. All I can say is uh, you know, Hopefully they get some rest. Palmer gets up to speed, and uh, we take it to the Denver asses in a couple weeks. Well, that's all I got, Nation. I will wrap with you later. Peace. 
my sentiments exactly. I love the sound effect, by the way, my brother. And next we have a real chief hating mofo. That would be Spooky Raider. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy, this is Spooky Raider. Calling in, man. I'm so fucking disgusted at this shit right now. This is horrible. Losing to the Kansas shitty queefs at home, 28 nothing in the fourth quarter. What the fuck is Bowler even on the goddamn NFL team for? This some bitch. I there ain't no fucking way he should even be playing in the NFL. Hugh Jackson, I love I love you, man, but you can't put this motherfucker in the game and keep him in that long. I mean, Palmer's come in, struggled here, and thrown a couple picks, but goddamn, he's down twenty-one nothing. What the fuck do you expect? I mean, fuck, man, this shit pisses me off. Play calling's horrible. I mean, we're you know supposed to lose this game because of the stuff that's happened, you know, with the injuries and everything. But goddamn, man, this is fucking pathetic. You know, you got to do something. Put fucking somebody in to spark this fucking team or something, man. I I just can't stand it, man. I'm pissed off right now. I don't want to sound too fucking negative, but I hate the goddamn Chiefs with all my fucking heart, and I can't stand this shit, man. I just want to call put my input on it. Hopefully we can do something this bye week. I got to sit a whole fucking week and just fucking think about this shit, man. I, I don't know. It just fucking pisses me off, man. Hopefully we can get this shit turned around, 4-3. and three. Chiefs will be 3-3. Three and three. Chargers lost today, so... Game out in the lost column to them. So we got to shore this shit up, man. I hope it's fire these motherfuckers up and they'll do something. Got to, man. Time's now. Raider Nation, I'm out. Very well said, brother. The time is now. And we better do it now because we ain't got no time. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for the call, man. Love the passion. Next, we have my very good brother, Raider Tony. This guy's emotional. He is Raider Nation. Check him out, man. He's got the common sense approach. This is Raider Tony over in Monterey, and I'm fucking pissed. This game was a bunch of bullshit. What the fuck was up with the inbalance play calling? First of all, Kyle Bowler sucks ass. I think we had already established that before. So when I saw that the guy was going to start, the first thing I thought was, okay, (laughs) there goes the passing game. But at the least, we can run the ball. We've got three really good backs, McFadden, Bush, and a rookie by the name of Taiwan Jones that they say is faster than McFadden. And what do we do? We drop back and throw the ball like a million times with Kyle Suckass Bowler as our quarterback and throw like a billion interceptions. What the fuck is up with this play calling? I don't get Hugh Jackson. He seems like such a smart, good head coach. And I like the guy. I think we all like him, Raider Greg. He's got our boys playing most of the weeks. But sometimes I think he makes bad decisions. Sometimes I think he's full of shit. Sometimes I think he has too much faith in some players. And I think he had way too much faith in Kyle Bowler, thinking the bowler could come in and throw 40 times and win us the game. I, I'm just totally perplexed by it. I don't get it. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then we decided to put in Palmer at halftime and do what? 
drop back and throw it another 40 times. What the fuck happened with the running game? I understand that we fell behind, but even when it was 14 and 21, we were still just passing the ball. And it just it doesn't make any sense. When you don't have a starting quarterback that's, that's ready to go and healthy, you know, you run the ball. Common sense says that. I mean, fuck. Ah, I know we're going to get better, and I know that Carson Palmer's take off the rust, and I know that Palmer's going to come back, and he's going to be Jim Plunkett-esque this year. Just watch. I know he's going to be great, but I just didn't like the way we lost today, and these issues have to get fixed in the bye week, or we're not going to have a great year. You know, we better – and I know we're going to get him fixed. I'm just pissed. I'm fucking venting. Uh, that's enough for me. Uh, can't wait to hear what everyone else has to say. I'm out. Well, you're calling like most everybody else, my brother, because we all were wondering where was the run game. 99 yards and 17 carries. 17 carries. I mean, what do we have, 20 carries altogether in the run, on the ground? You can't do that when you don't have a quarterback. That's freaking stupid, Jackson. Anyway, you know, I know, and we all know what kind of bullshit that game was. We got to move on. Next, we have my very emotional friend from Las Vegas, Ray to Steve. Hey, Ray to Greg. This is Ray to Steve in Vegas, and I just wanted to say that uh, I never thought that uh, Jason Campbell would be so sorely missed, man. This is so bad. The guy looks like the Messiah right now. Uh, our quarterback stuck. I'm going to give Palmer a pass till next week. But as for right now, I'm going to go get quite a few more drinks and forget that today ever happened. I'm out. Go ahead, brother. Grab a couple cocktails for me because I'm telling you, the rest of the Raider Nation, we were drinking hard. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Next, we have a very positive and uplifting message from Raider Chuko, man. Check him out. He's got it right, really. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Chuko from Pista Lake, California. I just want to tell the old Raider Nation not to, uh, you know, feel bad about these loss, you know. You know, we're coming out, you know, we lost our quarterback. He was definitely a leader for the team. You know, it's like if you get divorced and then you try to get married and then try to work everything out. You know, this is a, this is, uh, you know, I'm not even worried about these loss because we're going to come back swinging against the uh, Bronco hose and the San Diego Charger hose. And then we're going to go and kick some ass and, and the whole rest of the season. So don't get your hopes down. Keep your hopes up and go Raiders. I'm out. We're all hoping the same thing, brother. It's just, uh, well, you know. You know how you felt it while you are watching the game. We're all a little pummeled at this point. But we got some good things looking forward to. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have a fan, like all fans in Kansas City, or in the Kansas City area that I feel dramatically painful for. This is Raider Dan, and he's going to tell you how he does feel. <laughs> Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from Kansas City. What the fuck was that? Right? You know, you know, I was hoping Raider Greg, you went in the locker room and and kicked the shit out of Kyle Bowler 
and told Hugh Jackson to put fucking Carson Palmer or Terrell Pryor. You know, I could I could go with Pryor. You know, fuck it up one time, but every time they showed his ass on the sideline, he looked like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Palmer. I got no, you know, he threw three picks. A lot of it had to do with timing. You know, you was out there, Raider Gray, you saw it. You know, but Kyle Bowler, you know, nothing's worse than Raider Dan going back to work to listen to these fucking Chiefs fans talk fucking shit to me all day. Hey, we lost, but the score no motherfucking points, boy, you know, going for it on fourth and inches, I had no problem with it except for one thing. Why the fuck would you show the Wildcat? Call a timeout. Let them set up a good defense for it, and then come right the fuck back out there with it. The fuck was that? But we got a week to get ready because we're going to need Carson out there to whip San Diego's ass. You know, well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Beat the Bronco hoes. But this is Ray Dan. I'm bummed. I'm numb. And, and when I fucking go back to work, you know, I'll be pissed. But still Ray Nation for life. Still love my team. Still going to win the West. Fuck the Chiefs as usual. But we going to fuck them just like they try to fuck us throwing that ball. This is Ray Dan. I'm out of here. You got to feel for the fan in the Kansas City area, anywhere around there. They, they're going to take a bunch of bullshit from a bunch of Chiefs fans that got a shitty team, a crappy coach, and think that they are somebody. Well, they ain't nobody. And by the end of this next two or three weeks, we're going to see who they really are. And, well, we will just see. And I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised by the end of this season. That's all I have to say about that. Our next caller is like my long-lost brother. We have the same exact thought pattern. It's kind of scary. I love this guy. This guy is from Texas. His name is Hell Raider. Check him out. This is Hell Raider from, uh, from Texas calling in until I lost my voice a little bit from yelling at the goddamn TV. Um... That's literally one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life, honestly. And uh, I put that loss completely on Hugh Jackson's shoulders. Um, injuries withstanding, which are not good, but that's the worst fucking game I've ever seen. And Kyle, I should have been a bowler bowler. He sucks so bad. It's not even funny. And um, I don't know why he was still in there. As you can see, he's known the system for two years, a year and a half. And, you know, Palmer come in there, and, and I thought played really well, to be honest. I mean, the one pass, the out he was trying to throw that was picked off, that wasn't so great. You know, he had the other one, kind of a long one. And then the other one, you know, our fucking wide receivers need to learn how to catch the fucking ball. Because any other time, it's one of those things that, you know, you're playing a game like that and you're getting your teeth kicked in. Any other fucking time when it bounces off Moore's hands like that, it would normally just carelessly fall to the ground, but that dickhead did some kind of fucking reverse karate roll and caught that shit for the uh, interception. So I don't put that on Palmer at all. And honestly, if if that's the way Kyle Bowler was going to play after taking the reps for all week, Palmer should have just been in there. He didn't do any worse. Actually, he did better. And he didn't even play. 
near as long as, as the bowler did. He was 8 for 21 with 116 yards, and really I only put maybe one of those picks on him, honestly. And you know what? He's been sitting on the fucking couch for for nine months. And, you know, I'm watching the postgame live right now with Romanowski and them, and there's some Twitter stuff at the bottom. Some dickhead says, uh, bad trade, three picks to go with his number. Well, fuck you, clown, okay, because that's some bullshit. That guy came in there, and you guys were there firsthand, and I'm watching on TV, but the guy coming there was throwing frozen ropes and everything else. This guy gets in there with a couple weeks' practice. He's going to be just fine. Now, the injuries are awful, but that was some of the dumbest play calling I've ever seen in my life. First of all, that stupid-ass play with Terrell Pryor, that's, that's ridiculous. That was a dumb, a dumb play, which, by the way, I will want to say, though, like the penalty, they said that you know he didn't stop for a second. Well, he did, but whatever. But that was a dumb call. It was third and one, and you're going to do that shit? Um, that was a really shitty call, stupid play call. A couple of the flea flickers, those were god-awful. I don't know what the hell that was. Getting too cute. These stupid little calls, these stupid little, you know, special calls. Just run the fucking ball. Bush had 99 yards, and then and then you can't fucking get a half a fucking inch on the goal line. What second down, third down, and fourth down down there? It made it 14 to seven. They only scored 14 points on us. You had two picks for touchdowns, and uh, you know one of the plays when they did, by the way, was was the one where we were playing grab ass in the end zone. And they couldn't even fucking jump on the ball over there. Absolutely ridiculous. Horrible game. Miserable. And I think what they need to do is give these guys four days off. And, you know, because of the collective bargaining agreement rules, you've got to have four days off. Well, guess what? Carson Palmer needs to invite all them boys over to his house, wherever he lives, where he's staying. They just need to get together. Hayward Bay had another good game, 85 yards. Lewis Murphy, that fucker needs to get off the field. I'm sorry. He, he, I don't know why he's even in there. At that point, you're throwing him in there, let him get reps, because he, you know, I guess he got his boner pills all, you know, he's out of boner pills now, so he needs to be able to do whatever. He, he sucks. He shouldn't even make the field. Unbelievable. And in the day two, when the Chargers lose, we could have been five and two today. And uh, I just think today was literally a perfect storm with injuries and having Bowler in there. The the biggest thing about that, and Jackson got defensive. That motherfucker should have never made the fucking roster anyway. He was shit. In Baltimore, they gave him a chance before they ever got Flacco, and he was terrible. Trent Edwards, I knew that was going to bite us in the ass, by the way, not having him. But um, that's terrible. I would have even let Terrell Pryor play before I would have let Bowler start. I mean, like, he could have done any worse. That's just terrible. Um, that Brandon Flowers, he can he can lick my ball sack. I hate him, too, by the way. That bastard running around and acting like a jackass over there. I, I just really hate the Chiefs, by the way. But um, really, really put this blame of this game on Jackson. We had to just run the ball like we should and quit doing stupid plays. And then, of course, you know, the penalty barrage. And, you know, I've never seen a, a bigger bunch of undisciplined people in my life, honestly. I mean, you're fucking grown adults. Nobody else in the league has the problem, and I don't care about the whole bad boy Raider attitude. It's fucking dumb. You're fucking dumb. Quit fucking making penalties. You don't want to go to jail, stop breaking the fucking law. Plain and simple. Period. It's black and white. And then you're getting mad down there at the end, and it didn't really matter. But I I just, I want to see them get their four days off, and then I want to see Hugh Jackson come in there and and have the actual game film in a canister, and I want to see him light it on fire and throw it in the trash can and say, all right, guys, this game, this will never be viewed again. Because you can't even watch game film from that. 
There's no redeeming value from that. You, there's nothing from that game that is worth looking at. I do want to say the one thing that I really enjoyed at one point, and I know you guys are at the game and you're probably seeing it, but if you didn't, they're showing Carson Palmer on the sidelines, and he's literally gathered around all of the wide receivers, and he's showing them and talking to them. And it could have happened too, but Bowler's over there having a little fucking pity party, standing over on his side, um, not doing anything. I never saw him once go over there and really try to talk to any of the wide receivers. And at one point, Palmer's talking to Bowler, showing him some things and talking to him. That's leadership right there in Carson Palmer's part. It's fucking leadership. By the way, my Carson Palmer jersey will be here next week. Hell Raider out. Every point is exactly what I said um, all the way through. Uh, Carson Palmer will be a champion with the Raiders. All you guys who are blowing bullshit about how Terrell Pryor should start and we should never blah, blah, blah. Terrell Pryor is a project. It is a long project. So don't get your panties in a bunch because we got a championship quarterback. Let me tell you, number three jersey is going to be all over the place. Uh, that's what I think anyway. And uh, you're going to have the first one, brother. Next, we have Raider Mike, my good brother from the Raider Fan Podcast. The man is good. The man is cool. One of my very good friends. What's up, Mike? This is Raider Mike from the Raider Fan Podcast, calling in for the first time uh, this season. And, uh, well, I first wanted to thank you for such a fun time at the tailgate. Yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, talking to Randy, uh, sharing stories. It was uh, it was a great tailgate. Got to meet uh, NC Raider um, and uh, meet his wife. Uh, wonderful people, and um, got to uh, meet Raider Maniac. Uh, awesome dude. Uh, it was just it was a great tailgate, and uh, I just really wanted to give my two cents to to the Raider Nation, and I just want people to realize that that trade that that we did for uh, Carson Palmer was a good one, and uh, before we start uh, trashing him, you know, because of what we saw, that was three picks, like, we should just wait and see what happens. I think that the distraction from the trade from the entire week, and uh, Hugh Jackson having a birthday on Saturday, and all these things, I think, uh, during the week, they had, it seemed like they didn't have a real legit game plan against Kansas City. And let's face it, Kansas City had to have this win to even think about contending for an AFC West title. But really, it sucks. We shouldn't lose division games at home, but it happened. And um, I think we should move on. And hopefully, um, not everybody's going to give up on Hugh Jackson. I think it just was a circumstance kind of thing, and um, I think we should wait and see what happens after Denver. We do the Denver game, and then I start hitting the panic button. But until then, I think we should sit and wait. I think um, Carson Palmer is going to be great. I think he looked like a guy that was rusty, and um, give him a few more weeks of getting prepared. And I think that um, once he gets a good game in, scores a touchdown, uh, we'll be good. So, anyway, this thought I'd call really fast and uh, give my two cents. And um, it was really awesome seeing you guys. Uh, hopefully, next time we uh, go to the Coliseum, we'll see a victory. 
Go Raiders. NC Raider, Raider Maniac. I mean, the list will go on and on. Like I said, there's a lot of people who came here from a long way away to see this game. It was a shame that the game turned out that way, but like you said, Mike, the tailgate was pretty doggone good. It's always good. It's always fun. And, uh, well, you know how I feel about Palmer. We're going to have to just check it out, man. It's coming. Blink of an eye, we're going to be sitting there watching Denver go down in a ball of flames. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm meaning. Thanks for the call, my brother. Next, my very good brother, Raider John from Rhode Island. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Raider John from Rhode Island. I'm trying to stay positive. It's not really making me feel as bad, and I don't think anybody in the nation should feel bad because, you know, a lot of stuff been going on with Oakland lately, a lot of friggin', not, I don't want to say turmoil, but just a lot of friggin' media coverage and all this, you know, stuff that's going on with Campbell and Carson Palmer coming in. So, I mean, we lost McFadden for the day. That kind of hurt us, and uh, Lord knows we already have plenty of injuries besides that. Carson came in. He did a pretty good job. Those three picks, you know, you could tell the when the timing was off. It's not really there yet, but I, I think it's going to be pretty good down the stretch. Um, one thing we definitely need to work on, which I could, like I say, every week, I could say this every week, the penalties, they're terrible. We always get hit with too many penalties every week. Need to fix that. And uh, KC's a decent team. They always play us tough in Oakland. So everybody should just hang their head high. We need this bye week. Get everybody healthy. Come back against the Broncos beat their ass, and then we'll be right back in business from Costa Palmer. So keep your heads up, everybody. Not that bad. Don't worry. It's all right. We'll take this one on the chin, and we'll come right back. The next time, Kyle Bola should be in a Raiders jersey. Hopefully he's in the stands with a jersey that says Palmer on it, cheering as a fan. Raider Nation for life. Raider John, I'm out. Raider John, I love the positive, man. That's a great way to look at it. We have to look at it that way. I don't think anybody is down. I think everybody is fucking pissed. I think everybody's pissed at the way you, Jackson, planned this game. We should have put up at least a game. Uh, for any excuse you want, we should have put up some points. Yeah, everything was against us in this game, I will tell you this. But I love the comment about the next time we see Kyle, I need to smoke a bowler. Uh, in a Raiders uniform, he should be wearing a jersey out in the black hole. That's right. That's perfect. Priceless. We're going to do better. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, a familiar caller and one who had some confidence in Kyle Bowler before the game, but you can tell that he changed his mind. <laughs> I love you, man. Raiders special ed. <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Damn, what a disappointing game. But I know we had injuries and, that you know, the defense had some injuries. But still, you know, I, I talked good about Bowler and wanted to stay positive. But, man, that man scares me. You're a backup, dude. you got to get in there and do the job when needed. And, frankly, I'm starting to think that boy is fucked up as a soup sandwich. Hopefully he can get us through the rest of the season if he's needed. Palmer, I think that's a good choice. I, I hadn't heard about it before my last call, but, hey, I, I can't uh, fault the guy. I mean, he's 
just new with the squad. He needs some time to practice with them. I think this week will tell a lot. Hopefully they can pull it out, man. Run DMC, man. I hope he's not hurt too bad, but he does have a history of getting injured. And uh, the closer, I like him. He's a good backup, but I don't know. You know, if they got to mesh as a team, ugh, a little bit scared, but I think they can pull it out. They work with Palmer, get everything together. I think they can do it. As they said in Waterboy, you can do it. So I'm crossing my fingers, but, man, we need a backup quarterback. Maybe they ought to get that new guy. I forget his name that we got to head the suspension. Maybe they need to get him up to speed to be the backup because, I don't know, man. Kyle just ain't cutting it, man. <laughs> he just he ain't doing it. We'll see. I'm crossing my fingers, still believing the boys. I think they can do it, but Palmer's going to have to really study up and really work with the team because he ain't played in a while, but he's got good numbers. I think we can do it. So Raider Nation, don't lose heart. Worst case scenario, we go 13-3. and three. Not a big deal. You know, get in the playoffs. Even if it's a wild card, that's the goal. Get in the damn playoffs. I think we can do it. We'll do better a uh, week after next, after the bye. Everybody gets a rest, and we'll all have a smile on our face when we play, uh, I forget if it's San Diego or Denver. But we got to win these next two games. They're division games, man. Those are must win. And we can do it. Anyway, man, thanks for the program. Love it. And I'm out. Well, now you know Kyle Bowler has no room on this team at all for any reason, for anything. He needs to go. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have a first-time caller, Raider Mike Honcho. Not too good of circumstances, partner. This is Raider Mike Honcho. First time calling. Not really the circumstances that I want to have being it being my first time calling because we just got our asses kicked by the Kansas City Queefs. I just wanted to say, where the hell was our kicker? I know Janikowski's out, but did we even have a kicker out there? Hugh Jackson, terrible game plan. I know he was working with a limited playbook given the circumstances that we put in the interception machine, a.k.a. Kyle Bowler. But it's all right. We'll get it together. Looking forward to seeing the Raiders come back after their bye week and play against Denver. I'm out. Well, there again, some positive energy, positive attitude from the Raider Nation. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have my good brother, Raider Jaime. He's holding it down there in Bakersfield. Always positive. Let's hear it. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. You know, the worst thing I hate about losing is losing to the fucking Chiefs when, when, when we don't even score a fucking point. And come on, this is one of the three, four teams that I, I hate the fucking worst. 
And I cannot fucking stand losing to them at all. But when we lose to them, when we get shut out, man, that just fucking really fucking, oh, man, that burns my fucking skin. And I know everybody else is hating it as well. You know what, man? You know what? When when the next guy is called up to go in and play, I expect them to fucking, you know, play 110%. You know what? I don't know about you guys, but I don't fucking see that in Kyle Boulder. We got to get rid of this fool and get somebody else in there. Luckily, we're going into the bye, and hopefully, you know, give it'll give uh, Palmer some more time to uh, learn the offense. And hopefully, when we come in week, you know, week nine to play Denver, we'll be ready to go. But right now, I'm just fucking disgusted in this motherfucking the offense, the whole fucking the way everything went down. Something's got to fucking give here, and I hope they fucking fix it in uh in the bye week. So this is so we see better results on week nine. Well, fellas, um, I'll be talking to you guys later. I'm out. Very rarely do I hear uh, Raider Jaime say anything negative about the team, but man, this Kyle Bowler thing is off the hook. Everybody knows he has to go. Terrell Pryor better end up number two before the bye week is out, uh, and they got to kick this guy out of the team. He is bad mojism. I'm telling you right now. Thank you for the call, my brother. Next, we have Raider DK from Fontana. Man, I know that place. <laughs> I've been there. What you got, man? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider DK from Fontana, California. Um, last time I called, last two times I called, I was intoxicated with Raider victory, and I forgot to pay my respects. Mr. Al Davis. That being said, um, it was a pretty bad loss today. Um, bright points. Um, I think uh, um, Van Dyke is a hell of a corner, a, a really hell of a corner. Good points. Uh, these and the, the about our quarterback these things take time. Kyle Boyer, take his ass out. Next one up, put him in the third string. Um, it's a pretty bad loss, but I still have you know. State of you know with the season continues on and it's a better season than last season. So let's go Raiders. We all have reason to be happy, uh, reason to be positive, reason to look forward to a better season because we have a damn good football team. We just have to have it coached the right way, Mister Jackson. Thanks for the call, brother. I'm not sure who this is, but it sounds like Raider Ho from Indio, but he didn't say his name, but whatever it is, he is Raider Nation. He has called before. Check him out. Hey, Raider Nation. How are we doing this Monday morning? Probably not too well. Um, I don't even know what to say. Well, I know what to say. Hugh Jackson. You called a crappy, crappy game, my friend. Yeah, Bowler didn't help you out at all, but your play calling was horrendous. Dude, get Taiwan Jones back there. If you know McFadden can't go, get the ball to the outside and let that boy run. Also, I think uh, we realize how good Campbell is for this team. Let's get rid of Bowler, keep Campbell. Keep Palmer, and uh, Pryor, just keep him and see what he can do as well. Yeah, I was uh, supposed to go to that game, but 
things uh, came up to where I couldn't go, kind of saved my money there. Just build that bully, Hugh. Build that bully. All right, rambling on. We'll talk to you later. Peace out. I think that's a great idea. Shit can bowler. Move Palmer up and put uh, Jason Campbell at number two. I mean, this could be a great scenario for us moving into the future. It's a great scenario. Uh, I just hope that Campbell will stay, man, because he is truly Raider Nation. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Johnny Raider out of New York City. What's up, partner? Greg, what's up? Johnny Raider, New York. Uh, Monday morning, obviously. A bummer today. I'm not so much concerned about the picks that Carson Palmer was throwing. I mean, obviously, uh, he hasn't practiced. There were miscommunications. When you're down 21 and you don't have McFadden in the game, you know, the whole stadium knows you're passing every play, and they're just pinning their ears back and coming after him and, and sitting back and waiting for the pass. So I'm not, I'm not so much concerned with the result. I'm more concerned with the, uh, let's say, the zip on his fastball. That's kind of the grumblings that's been going around. I couldn't tell. I'm watching on a computer screen. Uh, I assume you were at the game, and uh, you'll probably be talking a lot about it on your show. But that's my concern, and I'm interested to hear what you have on that. The bye week couldn't come at a better time, brother. We're, we're going to get healthy. We're going to get our quarterback up to speed, and uh, we're going to be ready in two weeks to roll. So great show. Looking forward to hearing what you think. Later. Well, just on your take on Carson's pass, I think they're beautiful. I think they're fast. I think they're ropes. I think they'll only get better. Uh, this He hasn't thrown a ball in a long time. He's been throwing quite a few here the last couple of days. But when his arm gets relaxed and back to strength and back to zip, you better watch out, man, because he's throwing bullets. He's always thrown that way. He's a good quarterback, man. Don't worry about the velocity of his balls. The receivers are the ones that got to worry because – uh, Jason Campbell's balls were very gentle. They're, they weren't like Carson's. Carson throws a bomb. I mean, he throws a serious bullet, um, and he has been starting to do so. You'll see, man. You'll see when we play the hose, you're going to see a whole lot of those passes. Next, we have Cogs, the Raider, calling out of Florida, man. What's happening down there? It's warm. Raider Nation, Cogs, the Raider, calling from South Florida after I've calmed down after our beatdown by the KC chefs. Well, guys, now we know why we spent two round first picks on this guy, and all I saw was a rocket ball flying out of there. Yes, he needs time. Yes, there's some bad decisions, but that's all we're going to call the rust. As far as Hughes' game plan, a little upset about that. I don't think that they really strive to help Will uh, have a better game. Um, but in the end result, I think that uh, this will be good for the team. We'll get together. we got a bye week coming on, and we've got the Broncos at home. So that should be some interesting football in the next couple of days. Anyways, peace out to everybody. Hope you guys have a good uh, week off, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I think the passes were tremendous. I think I, I love the velocity. I love the arc. I mean, I just love his, the style. And the most that I love about the whole thing was his tenacious, not quit, let's get this done attitude. That was the best of all. I liked it. We're going to see more of it. We're going to see more of it against the hoes when they come to town. Next, we have a Raider fan with great knowledge, great insight, 
And well, he's just a good fan, man. This is Raider Tatum, and he's from the Midwest. He's taking shots today, I'm sure, but I'm sure it doesn't bother him because he is Raider Nation. What's up? Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. The Sabbath was not good to us. It was a debacle. It was a sure sign of we can't rely on Seabass and Darren McFadden. And sure as hell, we can't look at uh, Palmer as being the second coming of Christ. Listening to the game on the Internet, they kept on reflecting how the Mad Bomber was number three and how Palmer is, worn, is wearing number three. It, it was just a, it was a surreal situation. In the words of Joe Theismann, we got our asses handed to us on a tray, and the tray was bent. That was his quote of the Raiders and the Redskins. But I think that kind of fits yesterday's game. It is what it is. We move on, and uh, we just keep our heads up. Thank God the Chargers got beat. The, the hose, lucky. We still have a lot to be proud of. We're going in the right direction. And as always, long live the Sabbath. Put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Take care, and congrats uh, on your show. Put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Man, you are one frickin' trooper, brother. Thanks for the call. Next, we have my very good and very smart Raider brother, Raider Maniac. And he was at the game. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. Just got home from... California. First of all, I wanted to say it was great to see you and Raider Randy once again, as always. And uh, it was also nice to meet Raider Mike, Raider Juan, NC Raider. Thank you, NC Raider, for the props, by the way. Well, the game yesterday pretty much went according to what you might expect from a Kyle, Kyle Bowler-led team. He's the interception waiting to happen. We all know that, and he showed it again yesterday. In a couple of weeks, we'll get Carson Palmer with some time and work with the receivers. His three interceptions were just, you know, all they were were a lack of timing with the receivers. But one thing I do have to say about a receiver late in the game is Lewis Murphy. I believe he quit on a route that led to an interception and then later on dropped the ball right in his hands. I mean, I know he's been out with injury, but you're in there to catch the football. So I think that's what you should be doing. You're a receiver. you got to help your quarterback out. And I hope the search for a GM comes quickly or ends quickly because if Hugh Jackson's head gets any bigger, it's going to explode. We need to get a GM in there and get someone that can make some good decisions. We ain't got a lot of draft picks coming up, but we need to be able to work on some players to get in free agency next year and stuff like that to get better. Can't wait to see you all next year and get this season going again. Go Raiders. 
You know, I just got to thank you, your lovely wife, NC Raider, his lovely wife. I mean, there are a bunch of fans that travel so far that are involved with the Raider Nation podcast. And we just find it so, so, ah, the word's overused, but awesome is the word I'm going to use. Just crazy, great people, uh, great insight, good fans, good it's, you know, it's what the NFL is all about in my eyes, and it's certainly what the Raider Nation is all about in my eyes as well. Thank you for being part of our show and part of our family as well. You know, uh, couldn't do this show without all of you guys, so we appreciate all of your input, and uh, you're just good people, my man. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. And next, a man that needs really no introduction, not the myth, my good brother from another mother. <laughs> I love this guy. See money. And he's coming for real. Raider Nation, what's going on? It's your boy See Money. Long time, no hair. I've been gone for a minute, man. I've been doing my thing, just staying out of the mix. But I've been watching all the games and following these motherfuckers. Uh, first off, I would like to, uh, give a big condolence to my man, Raider Greg, for losing his mom. Uh, my deepest sympathies to you, brother. Um, I know it must be hard, man. I know it must be. And another condolences to uh, the greatest owner ever in professional sports. I want to say a big condolences to Al Davis. We lost a great leader, a great man, a true pioneer. He did a lot for the NFL, and, um... He's going to be sorely missed to talk about losses. It's kind of fucked up that Al goes and drafts Terrell Pryor to take Jason Campbell's place maybe someday, maybe at the end of this season because Jason's a free agent after this year, and who knows where he may end up. So uh, he goes and drafts this kid, Terrell Pryor, out of, out of Ohio State, which I think is a fucking dynamite motherfucking quarterback. And for some fucking reason, and I love Hugh Jackson, Mr. Bubbles, I love your fucking ass, Mr. Bubbles. But, man, I think you made a big fucking mistake getting fucking Carson Palmer as our quarterback and starting him. I could be wrong. I think it's a bad fucking move. We gave up two fucking number one draft picks, a number one and a number two. If Al Davis, our great leader, was alive, he would have never, I reiterate, he would have never fucking got Carson Palmer for two number one draft picks and possibly a number two and a number one for this for this fucking guy. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. You go and draft a quarterback like Terrell Pryor with his fucking talent and Jason Campbell goes down, which is a big, unfortunate fucking thing for the Raider Nation because these guys are doing fucking great. They're finally getting their shit turned around, even though... I shitted on them last year and said they were, the, they were the worst fucking team ever and all this other shit. I'm sure I've said it. I'm sure we've all fucking put them down at one point or another, and I have no shame saying that I've said it. But they are my team. I bleed black and silver for life. That's what the fuck I am. That's who I am. I'm a fucking Raider till I die. Win, lose, or tie, I'm a Raider till I die. And I think this was a bad fucking move. We should have never gotten this motherfucker Terrell Pryor should be the starting fucking quarterback for the Raiders. And if Mr. Davis was alive, I guarantee Terrell Pryor would have been the next guy up at bat. But what does Mr. Bubbles do? He recruited him out of high school, taught him at USC. 
Cincinnati Bengals, and now he, he wanted him all along. He wanted this guy from Jump Street, and I'm just going to say this, Raider Nation, for what we fucking gave up in the draft picks, for what we gave up to get this motherfucker, this motherfucker better win two Super Bowls. He better fucking bring us some championships because for what we lost and for the direction that we're heading in and how good we're fucking doing and all this other shit, he better bring us some fucking championships because if he doesn't, it's going to be a fucking travesty. Believe me, there's going to be a lot of pissed off fucking people about it, me being one of them. But with that being said, Randy, I know you're up there. Raider Randy, what's the good, my brother? I didn't forget about you. It's just see money And I don't give a fuck what anybody in the Raider Nation says about Terrell Pryor. He should be our starting quarterback. That's all there is to it. Al Davis, the great Al Davis, would have wanted it that way. And he should be the man to fucking be at bat, not fucking Carson Palmer. This motherfucker was talking about fucking he's going to retire if he doesn't fucking get traded. So where's his love for the game? All of a sudden now, six weeks into the fucking season, this motherfucker decides that he's got the love for the game. When he wanted to retire, he was like, trade me or I'll fucking retire. Now it's like, okay, I got the love for the game now. I got traded. Now I'm back to fucking... And, and this guy might be damaged fucking goods for all we know. This motherfucker had a bad knee injury, had elbow fucking injuries, had all kind of injuries. He hasn't played up to par since fucking 2006, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, this guy hasn't done shit. You know what I'm saying? And who knows what we got ourselves into. This might have been a fucking... This might have been a bad move. This might be damaged goods but that we're looking at. And I'm going to tell you something. Mr. Bubbles better fucking know what he's doing. I love the guy. I think Mr. Bubbles is fucking great. I think he's a good fucking coach. He's got good intentions. I love his fucking personality. I love his attitude. I love his fucking hunger for the game. He's a great fucking guy. It was a great decision by our great fucking owner, Al Davis. Great fucking decision to make this guy head coach. He's the real deal. I miss you guys. Hey, I wish things could be different, but it is what it is. Brother Greg, again, my condolences, brother. And C-Money don't fuck around. You know how I bring it, man. C-Money brings it raw. So, all you motherfuckers listening, and don't believe in the black and silver, these motherfuckers better believe, because guess what? It's Halloween every Sunday in that motherfucker, in the black hole, baby. It's Halloween every Sunday, not just on October 31st. Every fucking Sunday is Halloween. And you can best believe... I'm at the local bar watching my fucking Raiders every Sunday on NFL Sunday ticket because I ain't paying no fucking $250 or whatever the fuck it is. And I heard now they're giving it free with the fucking package. If you get the dish, Sunday ticket's free now, but fuck that. I got Comcast. So I'm watching my Raiders and I'm rooting them on, man. And all you Raiders out there, all you true diehard Raider fans, Keep supporting the Raider Nation. It feels good to see the Raider Nation and the and the Oakland Coliseum packed SRO standing room only. It looks good. It looks great, man, that everybody's turning out, going to the games, full house, sold out. It's fucking fantastic. Keep it up because we don't want to see no fucking seagulls in the stands. No seagulls in the stands, baby. We want them fucking Raider fans to get out there and support this fucking team because we're going to do good things if this fucking cocksucker Carson Palmer turns out to be what he should be, but I have a bad fucking feeling about this. I could be wrong, man, but I'm going to leave on this note. I've been talking for too long. Terrell Price should be our starting fucking quarterback. Raider Greg, much love. Raider Randy, much love. Raider Nation, much love.
Your boy C-Money's out. Peace. Well, man, I disagree with the Terrell Pryor thing. I just don't think it's going to happen. That's my opinion. And I think the Carson Palmer thing is awesome, and I want to see him succeed. You should want him to as well because he's a great quarterback, and with a great team, he can be a better than great quarterback, whatever that means. Thanks for the call, brother. It's always good to hear from you. Last but not least, we have Raider Knuckles from the 702. Check out the wisdom here. I want you to hear it because this is what most people are thinking. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's up? It's Raider Knuckles from the 702. Sin City, man. Uh, yesterday's game. I know everybody else is blaming Kyle Bowler, man, but I kind of blame Hugh Jackson on this one. You know, the way I've seen the game, if he would have kept Bowler from trying to make those bomb passes, knowing that he can't do, uh, prime example, they got picked off every time he did it, I think the rally should have went short passing and utilized the ground game. We would have gotten good drives out of it. You know, I think he was just a little bit too confident in Kyle Bowler. And then you move on to Palmer. Palmer wasn't ready. Knowing 10% of our playbook, man, and, you know, you can't blame Palmer for what happened with him. But on a lighter note, I think we'll be okay, you know. If we got a bye week coming up, it gives time for Janikowski to heal, McFadden to heal, you know, and it gives time for Palmer to get ready for this game, man. This is our one bad game of the season, I have a feeling. I think we'll be doing all right after this. You know, it's, yeah, it's a learning experience, and a loss is a loss, man. I'm not here to make excuses or anything. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. It happens in football. Sometimes you'll end up having to put your whole backup offense on the field and just taking a loss. But it. It happens, but I still love my Raiders, man. I think we'll be all right. We're still going to pull through it, and we're going to be back after this bye week and whip everybody's ass. So, uh, you know, chin up, Raider Nation. We'll be all right. Go Raiders! I believe we will come back and kick everybody's ass. I have to believe that because we have the team to do it, and I believe the coach screwed us on this last game. Let's not look backwards, Raider Nation. Let's look forward now. That's what we got to do. And just to give yourselves a little smile here, T.O. had a workout planned out for the entire NFL, and guess what? Nobody showed up. <laughs> I love it. T.O., better go back to the couch, partner. The other thing that was kind of interesting in the local news, I guess it's national news, Jamarcus, Jacarcus, number two, came out and described his terrible NFL life. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. He blamed everybody, including the janitor, on the reason he did not succeed in the NFL. Classic Jamarcus Russell. Blame everybody. He blamed sneak apnea. He blamed uh, his coaches were not nice to him. He blamed everything except his lack of drive his lazy ass, his Skittles and his fucking waistband, the guy, and his purple drink. So bullshit, Jamarcus. We in the Raider Nation know what kind of a piece of shit you are. 
I'm glad. I hope nobody buys you shit. Who the hell would want to pick you up? That's a joke. You'll never play in the NFL, just like we all knew. Goodbye, good riddance, good luck. (laughs) You are crap. Well, that is the show for today. I hope I never have to do another post game like this again because uh, it was brutal, especially in this time of positive awareness that we know we're going somewhere. We're going someplace, folks. You can feel it. You know it's happening. And, uh, well, hang on because it's still happening. We got the hose coming to town. We're going to kick their ass on our way to the playoffs. And you heard me say it, and I mean it. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.